you again for joining me today, Archbishop. It is episode 61 of the Shepherd's Voice podcast on this beautiful yet cold Monday. And this podcast is going for Advent and Incarnation. And in this blessed season of Advent, the church reflects upon the great mystery of the Incarnation and all that God's enfleshment in time. The mystery of the Incarnation is the history-altering event of the conception and birth of God's only Son. The word Incarnation means taking flesh, the second person of the Blessed Trinity took flesh in human history by the power of the Holy Spirit and the cooperation of the Virgin Mary. It is a mystery of God's presence among us in time and space. Well, thanks for uh, giving a, a little explanation of the incarnation there. It's, it's one of the central mysteries of our faith, and, and so it's a big word, uh, but it has a beautiful meaning that's familiar uh, to all of us, and it's what we celebrate during the Advent and, uh, and Christmas season. This is the way that God... Uh, has decided uh, to to save us, and it, it's a, a really beautiful mystery that we celebrate that uh, the second person of the Trinity, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, took on uh, on human flesh, and He became uh, not only our Savior but our brother in, in the human family. And to think that God would want to be that close to us sinners uh, is really the, the the thing that makes this season. Uh, that makes this season so so beautiful. Um, we know that ultimately, uh, Jesus, uh, who uh, is really human as well as as really divine, would would sacrifice his humanity on the cross, and through the the power of his death, and then ultimately uh, his resurrection, so that the human body is is now raised and and glorified. He he has saved us from sin, uh, but the. The saving mission of Jesus begins uh, with his conception in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and, and with his birth, which which we celebrate right at Christmas. It's a it's a big come down, we might say, you know, to, to go from being uh, the Son of God reigning at the right hand of the Father in heaven to, to being born in a stable in, in Bethlehem. So, you know, that um, act of emptying himself and of um, uh, of expressing the, the love of God for us by, by making himself so small is already a, a, a powerful indication of uh, how God uh, loves us and th- that God, we might say, is uh, is really serious about our understanding uh, that, he, that he does love us and, and uh, wants us not to die in our sins, but to, but to, but to live in and through his son, Jesus. I sometimes think uh, at Christmas that we imagine that Jesus has come to be with us so that he could take us to be with him. So ultimately, it, it's, for, it's for our salvation, not simply for his being with us, which is great, uh, but, but so that ultimately, by entering in our, in our, into our humanity and transforming it by his life, death, and resurrection, he can bring us to full life in, in him uh, when life in this world is, is over. Definitely. And I think it's also fitting that in Two days' time, I believe. Uh, it's the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Can you go more on that? From the very beginning of her life, uh, Mary was preserved from original sin um, because it was uh, the, in the plan of, of God that she would become uh, the, the mother of the Savior. So we, uh, we know that uh, Jesus is conceived in Mary's womb through the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's Mary that gives him the gift of humanity. 
might say he has the he's a, a divine person uh, um, already. So the, uh, we celebrate this uh, several weeks before Christmas, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. It's just a reminder that the plan, that, uh, God was setting his plan in motion, you know, before Christmas Day. And uh, all th- really through the Old Testament, the, the teaching of the prophets, God's revelation in a variety of ways is setting us up in a good way so that we can um, be ready to, to welcome this uh, most beautiful manifestation of, of God's revelation, his living word, his son, Jesus Christ. Um, we look around the world and we see that Jesus' birth, his ministry and teaching, his passion, death and resurrection, they have not yet brought peace on earth to men of goodwill, as the angels announced. And as we sing in the Gloria, justice and mercy are lacking in the world. The church, the new Israel, is not very joyful these days. Can you go more on that? So it's our experience, you know, the, the, now t- uh, year 2021, as we prepare to celebrate the, the, the feast of, uh, of Christmas, that the, uh, the, the realization of, of the redemption of the world is not uh, totally our experience at, uh, at this time. I think this is one of the reasons maybe why the church invites us to celebrate Advent and Christmas year by year. So we don't forget the plan of God. Uh, we um, fall short of our own uh, ability to welcome Jesus and then to, to live as his followers, as his disciples. But God still doesn't give up, give up on, on us. So we don't understand exactly why there wasn't just a definitive uh, settling of things and uh, of bringing everything to, to justice and, and, and mercy in the time of our Lord's uh, public ministry, the time of his death and resurrection. But we do see, as Jesus has established uh, the church to, to be a place for us to encounter him down through the ages, that in every generation we're, we're invited into this, in, in, into this mystery. We uh, picture Jesus as being sent by his heavenly father into the world. So he came among us as our savior with, with a mission, uh, and not just stopping by to, to visit, but there was a real serious um, purpose for his coming, that, that he would enter in, into, into our humanity and, and redeem it from, from the inside um, and, and, and be a, a revelation of God's love and care for us that we could see and understand because he he spoke human language and and he uh, lived with a group of friends and he had, had a life very much like ours it was different in cultural circumstances but but he he had all the of the human experience and and so the, um, we we are renewed in in that expression of God's love year uh, year by year but in um, in the plan of God Jesus established the church uh, founded on his apostles, we're invited into an experience of, of his real presence in, in the life of the church now in, uh, in our time. And then Jesus shares his mission with us. So, so the, the um, fact that there's not peace in the world, uh, that, that uh, we experience brokenness within ourselves or in our relationships, uh, Jesus had, uh, calls us to, to be transformed uh, in and through him and, and through the power of his death and resurrection, through the sacraments of the church particularly, so that we can be sent out to, to be instruments of, of, of his mercy, instruments of, of peace in the place where we find ourselves. So it's a great dignity that, that we experience at Christmas. Uh, the fact that, that uh, the Son of God became man is a, a great indication of, of, of the dignity of humanity, that God would enter into it, into it so personally. 
and then the fact that Jesus would share his mission with us and um, uh, uh, put some responsibility, uh, always in cooperation with him, uh, co- help, uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit always, but some, give us some responsibility for, for announcing and then bringing that mission about in our time. Do you think Catholics and possibly non-Catholics, do you think they yearn for Jesus to take on the flesh? Yes. Yes and no. So do we still need a Savior? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Are we still looking for him? Um, some of us are. Um, but there again, I think the, the reason for celebrating Advent and, and Christmas year by year is to kind of shake us up again every year in a, in a good way. To, to remind us that um, the Lord is near, but we're going to miss him if our lives are filled with with ourselves or are filled with uh, with other distractions. Much as uh, was the case when at his first coming, uh, many, many people didn't didn't recognize him, didn't accept him as, as the savior. But we do see so much brokenness in, in our world that the, the pandemic has accentuated that if, if, it, if it needed uh, to, to be um, this brokenness needed to be pointed out or or um, sort of brought brought become more real t- uh, uh, for us and so you know in our time the, the, there are many of the same circumstances that existed when uh, at, at the birth of Jesus with the uh, exception of the fact that he hadn't come up until then but now he, he is not only um, been born in Bethlehem, but he's been crucified, risen from the dead. He reigns at the right hand of the Father, but remains with us in in, in the church. So he's very close, and we we can experience him um, in a very personal way in the sacraments of the church and Mass, particularly in the Eucharist, but in our own personal prayer, in our uh, meditation on uh, on the Scriptures. Uh, the Lord has told us that He will reveal Himself to us when we reach out to those who are in in need to the hungry, to the sick, to, to the homeless, the imprisoned. Uh, the Lord says what we do for them, uh, we do for him. So he, he's there t- um, revealing himself there in, in those circumstances uh, uh, um, as well. Part of our responsibility as, as his um, disciples is to allow our own faith in him to be renewed during this season and then to, to take seriously the, the command, the commission that, that he gives to us to bring the light and the joy of the gospel uh, to, to people in our time. It, it's a message of hope, really, and, and I would say as, in our day, as much as any time, the, uh, a message of hope is, is something that, that everyone is, is looking for and, and would welcome. When you think about Advent and the Incarnation, you think about God getting as close to his people as possible. And on our Arch Omaha website, we use the headline, God came into the world so he could be close to his people. Can you elaborate more on that? We um, do have the opportunity as, as uh, Christians to experience the presence of Jesus in the church. And and it's real. This is not just our imagination. Uh, the Holy Spirit helps us um, experience Jesus alive uh, in, in his living body, uh, uh, the church. The Lord has sent the church then out in, out into the world, and, and he wants as many people as possible to experience this truth of his of his closeness. And uh, we we kind of witness in the first generation of of, of Christianity that the, the uh, first disciples of Jesus spent so much time with him, and they got to know him so well, and they witnessed uh, his power as as the Son of God that we. We could say he rubbed off on them, and and so that when when they were sent into the world, there they were trying to live um, as disciples of Jesus, not only as his followers, but as as people who were sort of conformed to him in a way, so that when people would meet 
the disciples of Jesus, it was as if they were meeting the Lord, and, and the Holy Spirit made that, that encounter possible. We should think of ourselves that way. Um, we, we first have to get to know the Lord and uh, spend time with Him. We uh, do that in prayer and in, in other uh, times of reflection. And we, get, we were so close to Him in the Eucharist, especially. But then He sends us out, and we hope that He's rubbed off on us. And, and you know, a few years ago, there was a, a popular expression or a question. You, you still hear it now. Some, in some places, what would Jesus do? It's a simplistic way of approaching our, our faith, but it's not a bad one, actually. And um, it, w- it would be great if um, the, the people that you and I encounter every day would would come come to a, a, a some kind of a sense that they had encountered Jesus in in meeting us. So by something that we said, or by the example that we gave, or our willingness to kind of put aside our own needs or preferences to to, to serve someone else. Um, Jesus lives in us through baptism, and He will reveal His presence to others if we if we uh, cooperate in that. So I think the it, we can we can really make the announcement that the Lord is near uh, during the season of Advent, but it's really not going to be credible if if we don't bring Him into the situations where we find ourselves, the ordinary um, circumstances of everyday life. So in our families, in our work, in our relationships. I think we've all heard the term go and make disciples because that was Jesus' command. And that challenges us to take part in this new missionary going forth. Each Christian in every community must discern the path that the Lord points out, but all of us are asked to obey his call to go forth from our own comfort zone to reach those far removed in need of the light of the gospel. How do you think we can, how do you think people can get out of their comfort zone in in order to do that? I think we have to uh, first be convinced that this is really expected of us. so, you know, Christmas can be sort of an emotional and sentimental time, which is okay, um, we, the, because it's a, a, a moment to experience the, the deep personal love that, that, that God has for us. But our um, uh, Catholic faith is really not just about enjoying a, a pleasant sentiment, uh, but it's about hearing from Jesus the, the invitation to come to him, but also to be, to be sent out. So we come to the to the crib at Christmas time, and we, and we um, remember again uh, the the humility of, of Jesus uh, coming to live among us as part of the human family. But but we don't linger there too long. Uh, we really have to sort of take up the responsibility that the coming of Jesus among us places on us uh, to to go out and to bring the 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 light of the gospel, the, the joy of, of Christmas, the promise of, of God's mercy, to bring that to, to as many many people as we can. That can't um, happen automatically, it just it won't. And um, our, our own uh, society is in many ways very secular and kind of taken up with itself, not adverting to, to the presence of God or the, the, the need for God very often. But we do need God. It's not that need is not any less now than it ever was, and, and um, the the um, uh, what, what we sort of do in re- in return for the gift of the Savior at Christmas is to to um, uh, look for the opportunities that we have to to talk about our faith in Jesus and then to live as He would have us do for the benefit of our brothers and sisters. So you could say that the incarnation is proof that God gets involved. Yes, I, I mean it's uh, it's a great. Um, way to 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 to, um, to describe it. Uh, God's not just shout, shouting at us from a distance. 
nor has he turned his back on us, you know, because of our sins. Um, we've given him over the over many generations lots of reasons to sort of wash his hands of the human project altogether. But God's not satisfied with the brokenness that uh, that that we experience, and He wants us to be clear about how much He He loves us, and and really how. Um, how he wants to approach us with with mercy, uh, not uh, he doesn't come among us to clobber us, uh, to bring us up short, but really to befriend us. We 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 might say, and then to lead us from darkness in, in, into light through a relationship w- w- with his son, who is our brother and our savior. So incarnation was God's greatest act of mercy. Yeah, and you know, a, a few years ago, many will remember uh, Pope Francis. Um, declared a, a, a year of mercy and really invited us into the mystery of, of, uh, of God's great great mercy for us. And at that time, he, he reminded us that Jesus is the face of mercy, kind of the, the personification of God's mercy, you, uh, you, you might say. So the, when we experience the forgiveness of our Heavenly Father, it's not a, a transaction. Uh, we don't... Um, sort of try to make up for our sins, then he gives us mercy in return. But more than we could uh, even begin to ask, he gives us this great gift of, of, of his son, Jesus, who lays down his life so that we can be, be forgiven and, uh, and healed. We need to accept that that mercy and our repentance of our sins is, is sort of the, the acknowledgement that we need a savior and, and that we're open to the, to a relationship with the savior that will, well, save us, rede- redeem us. Uh, the Lord hasn't come simply to affirm us, although his coming among us is a great, uh, gift of, of, of encouragement and, and hope. Um, but he desires to, to lead us from sin and the effect of sin, which ultimately is death to, to life in him, uh, to, um, to eternal life. But we do experience it, and it's, a, it's the beauty of our Christian faith, we experience this in a very personal way. Um, God hasn't passed a sentence on us that we have to serve or um, uh, uh, placed a, a, a kind of a price on uh, what we have to do to, to, to get, out of our, get out of our sins. Jesus, Jesus has taken that price on himself, if, if there is one. And he, he, what he asks of us in this Christmas season is that we just accept him as our Savior, that we welcome him, we acknowledge our sins, which is a way of saying, yes, that I want the Savior to be for me, and, and I want Jesus in, in my life, and then, then he comes right in. So the year of St. Joseph, it comes to an end uh, in two days. How, would you, how do you think that has affected the Christian world over the last year. Our Holy Father you know, has held up St. Joseph as a, in some ways a model disciple and a model of someone whose um, whole life was dedicated to carrying out the plan of God, even though he couldn't uh, see at the beginning all, all what that would, would mean for him. So he put aside his own his own plans to serve the this mystery of the incarnation, really, to to be a chaste husband for Mary and a foster father for, for Jesus, but effectively to help create a, a household for them and, and a, a place for, for, for Jesus to, to flourish. He um, needed to be cared for as, a, as an infant, like we all have, 
and needed to be formed. It's kind of a mystery to understand why the Son of God need to be fo- needed to be formed, but he, but but he did. It's part of what it means to, to grow up in a in a human family. And Joseph was a was a, a a big part of that. So we owe Joseph a lot that we think about it um, at, at at this season. Um, and and he's. Uh, uh, been a, a a good source of meditation and encouragement for me during this year of St. Joseph. I, uh, it's just ending. I hope it ha- that that's been the case for for, uh, for others too. I think for men especially, um, he he um, we we don't uh, hear him say anything, but we see the the actions that he's ready to carry out, uh, even at the expense of his own comfort and and safety, so that. Uh, the the promised uh, salvation uh, of God can uh, in this person Jesus Christ can live and grow and uh, and, and and flourish. So we're we're grateful to him and and we'll be able to look back I think as the year ends and see what what some of the blessings might might have been. But I hope we've all gotten to know Joseph a little better so that when we uh, celebrate the Christmas feast. He'll he'll uh, be uh, there'll be more facets of, of his life and, and his place there that that we can appreciate. I will say that Father Father Calloway, I believe his book on consecration to Saint Joseph is really great, and I think it I think it would be a good resource for you know future generations. And I know it's a fairly brand new book as well. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to confine our devotion to St. Joseph to, to, the, to this year. So I think what, 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 um, what the Holy Father has in mind is that we're, we're starting uh, a, perhaps a, a deeper devotion and relationship with him that, that we can still carry on. Well, with just a few minutes to go here, um, I think one more thing that um, would be really good to talk about is mercy, especially with um, you know how the how the pandemic has gone over the last what, year and a half or so. Um, yeah, speak about mercy. Oh, I could use more of it, and and I think we all could. The, the and I yeah I don't I don't know say that lightly. The, um, the, the one of the part of the fallout of the pandemic has been um, a, a divisiveness in in our society and just you know a lack not only a lack of agreement about how to approach the the pandemic and its effects, but a, but almost a contempt sometimes for for those that don't agree with us or that would ask us to uh, participate in some measures, you know, for for the common good, for, for the common health, and um, and so forth. So it's a it's a real clear sign uh, in our time of the of the divisiveness that really is the result of of sin, of original sin, and and, and then of our own weakness and and, and sinfulness. So the um, the mercy of God is is a gift that that we could use in 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 abundance. As I was saying earlier, I think it, um, it's important uh, as, as we celebrate the Feast of Christmas and welcome the Savior in a in a new and more personal way into our lives that we acknowledge that we need mercy, uh, that that uh, we're weighed by the effects of sin, and some of that is our own doing, some of it is the human uh, condition that's that's broken uh, by sin. Uh, that uh, isn't something that we can cure by ourselves. We can't we can't buy or work our, our way out of. Uh, it's uh, the action of God reaching down into our sinful humanity in this very personal way. That, that makes uh, forgiveness and, and healing uh, possible for us. My, my prayer for myself but, and for all of us at, at this Christmas time really is, is that we will uh, come to a deeper appreciation that this gift is meant for me and for you. It's not just sort of out there somewhere, uh, but the Lord really desires to come into our lives 
back where we started, the, the, the incarnation means that God is involved in and through his son, Jesus Christ, in every aspect of our lives, wants to be there, wants to be with us when we're joyful, wants to be with us when we're struggling. The things that make us afraid or worried, don't, Jesus isn't afraid of those things. Um, he, he comes with, with great tenderness, but also with great power uh, to forgive and to heal. Well, thank you again for this amazing opportunity, Archbishop, and uh, we'll hope to do the next one very soon. Thanks, Jimmy. Blessed Advent and Christmas to you. Likewise, and same to everybody out there.